2: Hello, what is going on, Rush Nation, and welcome back to Fast Action Friday. It's your boy, Lewis, as always, and it's a full compliment again. So, Pitsy, what is going on, mate?
3: All good, mate. How are you?
2: Yeah, all good, thank you.
3: Loving life. It is another Friday, which means the weekend is here for some football.
2: That is it, and uh, we get to jump on here for 20 minutes, half hour, and try and give a little bit of help to some people but Rob how are you mate? Good
0: I was on the the questionable list this week I was struggling with some flu and um, managed to make a good recovery for Friday's practice and you know here I am ready to go.
2: That is it ready for the main event which is all that matters but let's kick off as always with Thursday night throwback.
3: Sweet. So this one was Buffalo at the Patriots. Uh, pretty much how I, suppose I expected, I'm guessing everybody else expected this game to go. Films just overwhelmingly the pass, even on the pass home soil. Uh, we start with quarterback coverage as always. It was really nice. Oh uh, well, no, really nice, i say. It wasn't really a night to write home about for either quarterback, but one was slightly more efficient than the other when it counted. Mac Jones, he went 22 of 36, 195 yards. A touchdown, one sack. One fumble, but no interceptions. So that's the third game this season uh, where he's gone under 200 passing yards, which ain't good for the uh, the Pats, really, is it? Um, Josh Allen, shout out to Storm for this one. Who will appreciate this? It's 22-33, 2-2-3-2. Uh, is 22 completions from 33, 223 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Allen also ran eight times for 20 yards, two sacks, one fumble, Again, no interceptions.
2: Pretty quiet day yeah. for the quarterbacks, really. Yeah, I mean I kind of expected that from uh, Mac Jones after the highs of the week before for him personally. But uh yeah. Straight into the offensive coverage anyway. For the Patriots, similar to Mac Jones, not much to tell. Ramondra Stevenson, obviously, another fruitful week in the passing game as the leading receiver on the team against six receptions. Um, the Patriots only ran the ball 14 times in total last night. Marcus Jones, caught cool. He's the return guy, isn't he? He's brilliant as well. caught cool. Max's only touchdown pass. He had 51 yards over his two receptions. But other than that, not much else to uh, talk about for the Patriots. Moving on to the Bills, and it was James Cook, who was heavily involved in the run game this week, 14 carries to Singletary's 13. Singletary did get the touchdown, though. But with James Cook, he adds that receiving element and he had six catches on the night, which took him over the 100 scrimmage yards as well. Um, He's the only only man who had more receptions than him for the Bills. Surprise, surprise, Stefan Diggs. Seven for 92 yards and a touchdown. Gabe Davis caught a touchdown, not much else. Isaiah McKenzie had five catches, and again, not much else.
0: Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that Singletary's touchdown came from the one-yard line. Josh Allen did do quite a nice run to get to that one-yard line before running out of bounds. So I don't think I want to look too much into Singletary scoring that touchdown. James Cook, I think, was the better back on the night. Um, but defensive coverage-wise, I think the Pats did actually really well to keep Josh Allen you know, subdued to to the, to an extent his his run game wasn't as effective as it as it normally was as we as we've seen it um, and the passing game as we've just talked about wasn't as good apart from that really good connection with Diggs and Allen there was um I believe a conversation that um, um Josh Allen had earlier on in the week to to say to um, the people on a certain podcast, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to do some any name dropping, but um, him and Diggs have quite a, a unique connection in that he just gets Diggs to do whatever he wants and he'll he'll find him and I think that's what makes it quite a unique partnership is that, and quite one to, difficult to defend against um, which is why Diggs did so well, um, but Pats, you know, two sacks, one forced fumble and, and recovered it as well. Um, you know, points-wise, they conceded a lot and they're not a lot of many point-worthy plays, but you know, on the whole, it could have been a lot worse for him. Um, the Bills, they got a sack and a forced fumble as well. Um, Ramondre Stevenson suffered that quite early on in the game. And I'm actually surprised because I thought they he fumbled earlier on in the game as well. Um, but that's that's clearly not appeared in the stats. Um limiting the Pats to ten points again, quite impressive. But um it got Mac a little riled up, didn't it? We've we've seen some videos of him cursing <laughs> potentially Matt Patricia about how how the running game sucks, uh, um, and but it turns out that the past games looked just as bad.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said, "Can we please pass the ball a little bit more, Matt? Because the running game isn't working tonight." <laughs> that's
3: well, the, that's, that's the PG word word. that's the
2: PG version anyway.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, that's the word, that. <laughs> should we crack on with the injury report, lads? Yeah, uh, a quick recap of the Thursday night injuries, and it was Jacoby Myers banged up again this week. So he went into the game questionable after suffering an injury last week on Thanksgiving, and he's coming out of the game the same. So it was a big, big hit in the end zone um, in the fourth quarter. Went into the blue tent, then into the locker room. It was late on, so he didn't come back anyway. But it was actually that bad. DeMar Hamling was ejected for it. I've not seen any update as yet on Jacoby myers but it, it it was a it was a it was a nasty hit wasn't it straight in, the, one in
0: the end zone
2: yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> understandable but, uh, yeah quarterback injuries to look out for for this week justin fields he logged the full practice on thursday so it's a great sign he will be back to torch the packers in that divisional matchup this week uh Derek Carr sustained a back injury in week 12 after a big hit in the first quarter against the Seahawks He left the game temporarily before coming back and playing all right actually um initially I thought he just had the wind knocked out of him before flagging up as a back issue afterwards he's locked full practices though all week so he should be good to go and the other one Matt Stafford is likely out for week 13 so another start for Bryce Perkins uh The Rams are a mess and you likely wouldn't be starting Stafford, I don't think, anyway.
3: Yeah, that Rams offence without Stafford and Cup, it just... Yeah, you don't want to touch it, really, do you? North's great. Uh, Right, running backs then. Najee Harris, he came away from Monday night with an oblique injury. Um, He has not practised all week. This is looking like he'll also miss the game this week as well. It's... Tough to say. Jalen Warren, he came in on Monday and was the next man up, but Snell also got some uh, of that workload too, so just be interesting to see which way we go this weekend. Uh, Joe Mixon, he is still in concussion protocol. He's been limited in practice all week. Check his Friday practice notes. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, he came in and did well in his absence. Uh, ETN, foot injury has actually practiced this week, which is more than people expected him to do as well. Uh, I also expect him to be out as well, but Doug Peterson has said he is good to go. Um, he's still graded as questionable at the moment, but we shall see well how that one goes. Um, Hasty did fill in nicely as well in his absence. Just, again, want to watch it. That's probably going to be one of those Sunday uh, Sunday game time decisions. Leonard Fournette, his, his shoes are still carrying on after the bye week. Um, he missed last week as well. Full practice on Thursday. However, Rashad White seems to have done well in his absence. So it'll be interesting to see which way the books go with this now that uh, White seems to have taken over. Just worth noting that return as well, though, so we shall see how that one goes. Uh, Michael Carter is now doubtful for the game. Uh, bad night, Ty Johnson, perhaps James Robinson, but James Robinson was a healthy scratch last week. Um, we'll come back tonight a little bit later on. We'll, we'll give you a mm. sneak preview. Um, and then Cam Akers, he has been sick all week, so one to watch on
0: that one. Another reason to avoid the, the Rams then. Very
1: um,
0: <laughs> much. Well, you might, you might think, but uh, we shall see. Uh, wide receivers, um, Dan Almuni went out with a nasty hit last week. He is now on the IR out for the year with a left handle injury, torn ligaments that looking like they're going to need some surgery. So again, pieces. Um, like Alan Robinson leaving, Chase Claypool not maybe not hitting the ground as much as he could do. Questions about fields as well. You know, it's it's looking like the defense are going to have a lot to do uh, for Chicago for at least maybe next week. Um, Jamar Chase. Is practicing once again. He has been limited this week uh, with his hip injury that's kept him out since week seven, uh, which is which is great news. Um, hopefully that that means that there's an uptick for the rest of them as well because it means it, there's less coverage to cover people like T Higgins. Although I don't think that's going to affect T. Higgins that much. He's he has been an absolute baller in the last few weeks. Uh, Demontae Smith he was also limited Wednesday and Thursday uh, with a groin injury. He may not be missed either if the Eagles have a ground game like they did last week against the Packers. Um, but it'd be nice to have have him back, especially as AJ Brown was uh, ill last week too. Um, Alan Robinson, like we've covered about on other, other wide receivers, he is now on IR as well as Cup. So the bare bones, Ben Skronjeck and Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson could be the guys if you're really, really stuck. But there's injuries all over that team, so I'm avoiding them too. And then Michael Gallup, uh has not practiced this week Wednesday and Thursday with an illness um however he's expected to play Sunday after not practicing at all so I'm a little bit skeptical about how much he is going to be involved this week
2: it's a a strange one with Gallup anyway because he hasn't exactly um set a world alight since returning from injury has he so yeah, yeah like you say a bit skeptical about it myself but uh moving on to tight ends anyway David Njoku is back on the injury report with a knee injury. Um, He mispracticed Wednesday and Thursday and he has now been ruled out for the weekend. So David Njoku does not get the return of the Sean Watson this week. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, he had that um, poked in the eye, wasn't he? pretty much, and he's been out for a couple of weeks, but he could return this week, he's been limited in practice for the Giants this week, and a bit of good news to end this anyway, Logan Thomas is now healthy.
0: Mm. So keep your eye out for Bellinger. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: I've actually just been uh, given an update from Sleeper, breaking news, Uh, Najee Harris, he says he'll play. So uh, again, yeah, we'll see sceptical sceptical yeah it might be reduced work there, won't
2: it so yeah definitely right let's move on to weak points so as always we tell you the top three teams that are letting up the most points to each of the skill positions the arizona cardinals who have been well you'll see in a minute but They've been up there in a few of these all year, and the Panthers are on bye this week. Robbie's very happy about that, I'm sure. But the weakest against quarterback, and it's still the Detroit Lions with 24.6 points per game, up half a point from last week. So they face the Jaguars, and they got Trevor Lawrence coming in off of a hot, steaming hot fourth quarter, um, defeating the Ravens last week. So it, a uh, for well. me, it's it was it was a fantastic ending to the game and uh yeah so Trevor Lawrence is one to definitely uh plug in this week I think but second Raiders 21.3 points so quite a way off top actually um up to second though since last week actually gone down in fantasy points per game ever so slightly by 0.1 they face the Chargers now Justin Herbert He had a week last week with, you know, getting Keenan Allen back into the fold and things like that. And Justin Herbert was just under 30 points for us last week. So it's a time to have your quarterback getting hot, heading towards those fantasy playoffs. Dolphins are third, 21.1 points per game at the Niners. so I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's a real test for Tura against that Niners defense, but Jimmy G is the quarterback here. Um, he should have a decent week. I expect him to spread the love all around to his offensive weapons again.
0: I'm right in thinking that um, Jimmy G hasn't had a turnover in recent games as well. Like, he's he's very consistent, like, just doing what he needs to do, which is which is great for a nine is we're pushing for playoffs.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that, that's all he ever done before, wasn't it? He's just um, you know, he's a decent game manager and things like that, and yeah.
3: Super ask. head on to the weakest against the running back. Texans, still number one with an average of 27.6 points. That is a drop from a point over last week. Uh, this week, they go up against the Browns. Um, always fire up Chubb, but this looks like a great game for him to carry on smashing it, even with the return of the Browns' new offseason quarterback. quarterback. Um, Browns, funnily enough, are number two. Uh, 26.4, they're still number two. They've dropped nearly a point as well since last week. This, obviously, they are against the Texans. This game could uh, well be back and forth in running back battle. Pierce has had been uh, been off the boil the last few games. However, the last time the Texans went up against a favourable rundy Pierce ran for 139 yards. So, we'll have to hope the game script goes in his favour and it doesn't run away from them so that they can keep pounding the rock. Uh, so, that. Fingers crossed, anyway. Uh, Seahawks, they're number three, 25.6 points. They leapfrog the Chargers into third. This week, they're up against the Rams. Um, with Akers sick, rookie Williams will be the go-to back in this offence. Although it's hard to call an offence, really, at the moment. Like I said, with Stafford and out, it's been a rough watch.
0: It certainly has. Um, interesting to note about Texans and Browns. They've both got relatively new quarterbacks. So Kyle Allen's coming for the Texans. Now they've benched Davis Mills and potentially Deshaun Watson will come in and, you know, not have the chemistry straight away. So we could very well see those other quarterbacks come back in. Or, like you said, it's just going to be running game versus running defence, just clashing into each other consistently throughout that whole game. Um, Weakers against wide receivers. And unfortunately, at Pitt's, we say this every week, you know, the Steelers are still top um, with 34.3 points uh, conceded per game. However, the good news, but potentially the good news, is they're at the, the Falcons this week. So Drake London, Demir Bird, Eliminate uh, uh, Zacchaeus, you know, they could also feature. It depends on how Mariota does here, um, because I feel as it's going to be a run first offense. You just need to watch out for that hybrid. Cordell Patterson, don't you? Because um, yeah. he, he's a running back, he a wide receiver, but he, he'll be one that you'll need to contain. Um, the Titans are up from third, they're in second now with 33 points and they are up against the Eagles. Hurts is going to have to sling it this week, so we're looking for big games from AJ Brown. Devonta Smith, if he's there, I think um, Kez Watkins, uh, he, um, he has stepped up. Um, especially with losing Dallas Goddard as well. They've had to have an extra option there as well. So Quez Watkins could be one that we need to keep an eye on here too. And then the Lions, again, featuring in one of these lists, they are back into the top three, 32.7 points, and they are against the Jaguars. So not only are they weak against uh, T Law, their week against uh, Zay Jones, who's coming off a big week. Christian Kirk is still a wide receiver here, um, and then Marvin Jones could, you know, also pick up a few as well. I've, I've been impressed with is Jamal Aguinet still at the Jaguars, or has he
2: gone to yeah, the Lions now? Still. No, he scored last week, didn't he? For the yeah, I, so
0: Jamal Aguino, he he's he's stuck in my head as a player who has done well in the last few weeks, and I, I'd expect him to continue that as well.
2: Nice, yeah yeah absolutely but moving on to tight end finally the seahawks have leapfrogged the cardinals it's been them two at the top all year by quite a way 16 points per game um like i said up from second they face the rams tyler higby didn't receive a single target last last week with bryce perkins in a qb so read into that whatever you want really cardinals second 0.3 points behind with 15.7 they're obviously on the buy good news for them the Dolphins are down in third, 12.9 points per game. That's actually creeping up, isn't it? Mm. Um, they, yeah, was in before. Up too. they are getting closer. They're at the Niners now. One of Jimmy G's weapons, obviously I spoke about Jimmy G's spreading love, is George Kittle. So he should have a nice week after a down week against New Orleans, which is no surprise as they are lights out against tight ends. The people's tight end, George Kittle, sorry. <laughs>
3: Brilliant. right but, yeah oh sorry yeah i was gonna say I was no, just carry on. Carry on. Flex, flex of the week guys flex of the week it
2: feels like we've been coating the rams for this whole episode so <laughs> i am i'm gonna shed some love their way right now are we ready my flex of the week is kieran williams Okay, so fourteen touches last week. Perfect three from three in the passing game. They're facing Seattle, who allowed the second most receiving yards to running backs, and they're also, by no surprise, in the top ten of targets and receptions allowed to running backs. So Williams, he's the passing downs guy since he has been in the setup the last three games. Forty-three snaps played last week. Acres less than twenty. Over the last three games, even, since Williams has played over double the snaps to Acres, he's run 50 routes to Acres 7. Cam is also ill, like we spoke about earlier. Williams has caught 7 of 8 in his three games. You can hurt Seattle with running backs in the passing game. little bit of uh, an example, Javante Williams, 11 of 11. Eckler, 12 of 12. Not the same volume, but Kamara, 6 of 6. That's three guys perfect. Even Josh Jacobs last week, he caught 6 of 7 against them. And not even just against the passing down guys, they allowed a third most points per game to running backs
3: anyway. So, so let's give the rookies
2: some love. Kieran Williams this week.
3: To say, yeah, to say that we've been uh, slating the Rams all the time, uh, yeah, someone's got to take the points, haven't they? Someone's got to get that rock over the line at some point. Or not. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> They've got to try at least, haven't they? So. <laughs> They've got to try. they got to try. Yeah, brilliant. I like that. Uh, right. So I was, I was to and fro in, but I didn't even have one until last minute. I was thinking Elijah, Elijah Moore coming back into that team and obviously getting his touchdown last week. It was nice. Um, I even had a look like Jordan Mason for uh, 49ers. They're saying that he's going to probably get worked in. But. I went with Zonovan Knight, um, the Jets' weird running back that came in last week. Um, so last week, Robinson was a healthy scratch, and they went with Knight, especially with Dak Carter going down. Um, he ended up getting 48% of the snap share, 14 attempts for 69 yards, three reception, three completions, thirty-five yards. Uh, sorry, 34 yards. And, and then obviously this week, with Carter being doubtful, Um, they go up against the Vikings who are a slightly, I'm not saying an easier run day, but, um, there's, there's potential for, for, for Knight to, to go quite well this week.
0: I think they're in the bottom 12. I think they're in that that bottom third for, um, conceding fancy points to running running backs. Yeah. That's still that's still pretty good. Still pretty good. I am not going to choose somebody who uh, had fourteen attempts and three completions on three targets, unlike both of you, which I thought was <laughs> quite funny. Um, I I was also I've been looking at wide receivers, and I, we took about flex of the week as someone I don't want to slot in who's going to go straight into a wide receiver position. So I had a look at uh, Zacchaeus for the Falcons, but it's not a passing offense at the moment, so I moved away from Zacchaeus, and I've looked instead at Khalif Raymond. Uh, for the Lions. Um, This is a high-pass offence, and Khalif Raymond seems to have slotted in perfectly behind DeAndre Swift and Amon Raston-Brown as the third option, at least in the last few games. Now, one thing I have noticed is that Raymond's snap percentage is going down. However, the snap number is staying the same, suggesting that Detroit are actually staying on the field more for offense, which which is a great sign for anyone who has any of those uh, Lions offensive pieces. Um, also, his target depth—he's got a little bit of variety. He's seen a, quite a lot of targets and receptions in the last few games, and they're all been at different distances, which I think makes it very difficult for defenders to track him consistently because they don't know how far he's going to go. Uh, and he's been seeing targets from the slot and in screen passes as well. So he's getting involved in quite a few different schemes. He's also lined up in the backfield on several occasions as well. So that's not ruling out him being involved in any carries too. Um, Minnesota are the fifth worst against wide receivers. They average uh, 31.9 fantasy points a game. And uh, Raymond has actually averaged seven fantasy points uh, in the last three weeks, but he has seen as high as nearly 15. So I'm I'm looking for that bit more success. He's going to be good for a flex. Knowing my luck, with all this research being put
3: in, he's going to get two points. So you know, <laughs>
0: we, can only, we can only hope.
3: Love it, absolutely love it. No, that works. I, I can, I can see that. I can also see that he ends up going off injured within the first second, and then you don't get any points at all. But <laughs> seems it just right. seems to be seems to be your your luck with this, Rob. No, that's he's fair. a funny one, isn't he, Khalif Raymond? Yeah,
2: but they're are yeah. a bit of a funny offense, though Detroit. I mean, I I, I like the fact um, that game could be a bit of a shootout as well.
3: Yeah, big time. You know, and uh, yeah,
2: the the potential's there, but the potential's also there. It's probably, it's a proper boom or bust, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. I like the way the lines are playing at the moment, though. So,
2: Jared got
0: seems to have a, have a bit of the rub. So he's only thrown seven interceptions, and I think he's thrown a lot more. Um, touchdowns than that is turnover worthy plays though is second out of all quarterbacks so he's had a bit of a look of the uh you know a bit of the rub of the green as well so fingers crossed that continues and raymond gets some big plays <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely but that is it for week 13 we will be back next week for the finale of the regular season Ooh, so, yeah, two
3: games together this weekend and the next weekend. It's a little bit. That
2: is it. We are so close to the playoffs, and this will be available wherever you get your podcasts, as always. Until then, keep rushing.